Welcome back to the While We're Waiting Hope After Child Loss podcast. I'm Jill Sullivan, your host, and I'm glad you've joined us again today. I hope you don't mind if I take just a moment for a little housekeeping again. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, we hope you'll take the time to leave a rating or a review in iTunes. I'm not sure exactly how all of this works, but from what I understand, the more ratings and reviews we have, the higher this podcast will appear in the rankings, and that will make it easier for other folks to find it when they search for podcasts for grieving parents. We would appreciate that. So today, I want to talk about something that I really struggled with after my 17-year-old daughter went to heaven, and from the popularity of this topic at our bereaved parent retreats, I know I'm not the only one for whom this has been an issue, and that is going back to church. Of course, COVID has kind of changed the way we do church these days, so some of the things I'm going to say today may not necessarily apply at the time this podcast is published, but I'm hopeful that one day this pandemic will be behind us and we'll be back to attending church in person. I'm just going to be very honest here and say that going back to church was one of the hardest things for me to do after Hannah died. At the time, I'm not sure I could even think clearly enough to identify why that was the case, but as I look back now, over a decade later, there are several reasons that immediately come to mind, and here are six of them. Number one, our daughter Hannah battled brain cancer for a year, and as that year progressed, my world became very small. I quit my job so I could be a full-time caregiver for Hannah, and I had stopped going to church so I could be home with her, and basically our only outings consisted of trips to and from Arkansas Children's Hospital, and I was fine with that. It was a blessing to have that focus time with her. But when I had to step out of that bubble and back into the real world after her death, it was really hard for me. It was incredibly overwhelming to suddenly be surrounded by people again. Our church family had been wonderful. They had carried us through that year with prayer, food, financial gifts, cards, emails. But walking in the church door with what felt like an open, bleeding wound, oh, that was hard. Number two, from the time our girls were old enough to go to big church, we had sat together as a family. Hannah and Bethany always sat between Brad and I, and I loved hearing them sing beside me. We even often held hands during the service. After she left for heaven, her absence was particularly acute in the pew. And when you're surrounded by intact families who are worshiping together all around you, wow, church is hard. Number three. The songs we sing in church can bring up very strong emotions. Songs about heaven can conjure up an almost unbearable longing in our hearts. And songs of praise can be difficult to sing when your heart is broken. So much of our modern worship songs are happy and upbeat in nature and include lines that are very difficult for a bereaved parent to sing, such as, You're never going to let me down. Sometimes your heart is just not there yet. In the early days after Hannah went to heaven, I used to look at the church bulletin after we arrived to see what the songs were going to be. And depending on what they were, I would either decide I was okay to attend the whole service, I might decide to sit out the praise and worship part alone in a Sunday school classroom, or I might decide to head home because church was just going to be too hard that day. Number four. There's an unspoken expectation at church that everyone is filled with the joy of the Lord. You know what I mean. We put on our best clothes and our Sunday school smiles, and we give the appearance that all is right in our world. Church isn't supposed to be hard, right? 
but a grieving parent may simply not have the emotional stamina to play that role. There were many Sundays that I did not. Number five, Hannah's battle with cancer had been very public, and I knew that people were watching us when we returned to church. Bereaved parents are always on display to some degree as we've gone through every other parent's biggest fear. And I know we shouldn't worry about what other people think, but I couldn't help myself. I was afraid if people saw me crying at church, they would think I was broken beyond repair. But I was also afraid that if people saw me smiling or laughing, they would think I was over it, when neither of those things were true. What was true is that church was hard. Number six. This wasn't the case for our family, but another reason church is hard for many bereaved parents is that their child's funeral service was held there. In that situation, those parents relive those final moments with their child's body every time they enter the sanctuary. And that makes church really hard. If COVID had been a thing in those days, I would have been so relieved to have had a legitimate excuse to stay home and watch church online. To be honest, I might never have returned to in-person church if it had been that easy to avoid. I still love the Lord. I still wanted to learn from His Word, but dealing with the people, the music, the expectations, and that microscope was more than I could handle early on. But thankfully, my husband brought me to church every Sunday and never complained about leaving early if I needed to go. I didn't want to sit in the same spot we had sat when our family was intact, but he gently led me to that spot each Sunday. And those of you who have met Brad at one of our retreats know that he's not at all uncomfortable crying in public, so he made it a little easier for me to do that too. And you know what? Over time, lots of time, church became less and less hard. And today I can say that it was worth the effort to push through all that hard to get to the other side. I want to close with something I found on Facebook the other day. It was on a page called Elizabeth Elliot Quotes, though it was actually written by someone named Ariana Freeland. It sums all of this up so much better than I could. It's called Church is Hard. Church is hard. Church is hard for the person walking through the doors, afraid of judgment. Church is hard for the pastor's family, under the microscope of an entire body. Church is hard for the prodigal soul returning home, broken and battered by the world. Church is hard for the girl who looks like she has it all together, but doesn't. Church is hard for the couple who fought the entire ride to service. Church is hard for the single mom, surrounded by couples holding hands and seemingly perfect families. Church is hard for the widow and widower with no invitation to lunch after service. Church is hard for the deacon with an estranged child. Church is hard for the person singing worship songs, overwhelmed by the weight of the lyrics. Church is hard for the man insecure in his role as a leader. Church is hard for the wife who longs to be held by a righteous man. Church is hard for the nursery volunteer who desperately longs for a baby to love. Church is hard for the single woman and the single man praying God brings them a mate. Church is hard for the teenage girl, wearing a scarlet letter, ashamed of her mistakes. Church is hard for the sinners. Church is hard for me. It's hard because on the outside it looks all shiny and perfect, Sunday best in behavior and dress. However, underneath those layers, you find a body of imperfect people, carnal souls, selfish motives. 
But here is the beauty of church. Church isn't a building, mentality, or expectation. Church is a body. Church is a group of sinners, saved by grace, living in fellowship as saints. Church is a body of believers, bound as brothers and sisters, by an eternal love. Church is a holy ground, where sinners stand as equals before the throne of grace. Church is a refuge for broken hearts, and a training ground for mighty warriors. Church is a converging of confrontation and invitation, where sin is confronted and hearts are invited to seek restoration. Church is a lesson in faith and trust. Church is a bearer of burdens and a giver of hope. Church is a family, a family coming together, setting aside differences, forgetting past mistakes, rejoicing in the smallest of victories. Church, the body, and the circle of sinners turned saints is where he resides, and if we ask, he is faithful to come. So even on the hard days at church, the days when I'm at odds with a friend, when I fought with my husband because we're late once again, when I've walked in bearing burdens heavier than my heart can handle, yet masking the pain with a smile on my face, when I've worn a scarlet letter under the microscope, when I've longed for a baby to hold or fought tears as the lyrics were sung, when I've walked back in afraid and broken after walking away, I'll remember he has never failed to meet me there. Church is a body, a family, a place to love God and love others through our struggles. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. We hope it brought you some comfort and encouragement today and maybe made you feel a little less alone on the journey. Please subscribe so you'll never miss an episode and and maybe leave us a rating in iTunes to help others find the podcast. Again, we're glad you spent a few minutes with us today. It's a blessing to walk beside you as we seek to live well while we're waiting.